0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, across the world and the universe. Welcome to my Quantum Living Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson, Quantum Coach, Reiki Master, Intuitive Counselor, and above all, an inquisitive soul. Since my early childhood, I've been on the quest to find out how life really works, And the best clue I've got so far is the sacred alchemy of physics and metaphysics, science and spirituality, mind, body and spirit, which together reveal the truths we all want to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What is life all about? How can I live my life to realize my highest potential with fulfillment, prosperity and joy? How can I manifest what I want? I'd love to share with you on this podcast what I have learned over the years and bring you inspiring conversations with my guests who will share their expertise as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Quantum Living. Today's episode is one of the nine weekly bonus episodes I am releasing during the Christmas and New Year festive season, in addition to the regular episodes coming out every second Wednesday. These bonus episodes were first published on my podcast a few years ago, and later on at some point they were removed from the RSS feed as the production was somewhat outdated. I have now decided to bring them back to you, refreshed and remastered in line with my current production framework. The quality of the conversations, insight, humor and deep thought, however, is the same. You might notice perhaps a different style of my interviewing, a different pace or approach, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. After all, This is not about me, but about the contribution of those guests to the narrative of the intersection of science and spirituality in the field of their expertise. What they have shared with me and you on these podcasts is timeless, relevant, often profound, entertaining and fun. (laughs) So sit back, And enjoy these bonus interviews. And if you like, please drop me a line on my podcast website about your experience. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's begin. Welcome back. This is part two of our two part special episode, The Power of Blessing, with Pierre Pradervande. For continuity, Please listen to part one first. We ended part one with Pierre sharing with us his belief that we make plans and arrangements with other souls for our life experiences in between the lifetimes or incarnations, and that these may include difficult relationships that challenge us to move beyond our comfort zone and teach us the lessons we agreed to learn. We now pick up where we left off. Thank you for sharing this, Pierre. And I personally have the same view, <laughs> or a life philosophy, that uh, uh, that we keep coming back to learn and to grow, and that we create our reality not only uh, during our lifetime, but in between the incarnations as well. And this interestingly leads me to my next question, which. Perhaps it's a difficult one, but I somehow feel compelled to ask this question. As you have said, and many other great teachers have said, and I know this too, that every situation in our life serves us at some level as a lesson or experience, even if it is painful to go through. Now, my question is, what if the pain, whether physical or emotional or both, especially when it lasts for a very long time, becomes unbearable at some point and we feel that we cannot and don't want to cope with it anymore. And yes, I'm talking here about a thought or even a decision to end one's life when we feel that we have nothing left inside to keep going and so we give up in spite of that awareness that This is just a lesson or an experience, but of course it is very, very real to us. So if someone going through such a situation is listening to this show, what would you like to say to them?
1: Oh, Anna, thank you for this question. Thank you. It is so important. As you know there, there is a blessing in my book on those who are tempted by suicide. I went through at one period in my life I went through the dark, dark valley of the shadow of death when everything crumbled. I had the most wonderful marriage, and I, I, I live with the, the most wonderful woman, my wife, who is the person I admire most on earth. She runs, at 80, she runs an NGO which has a small foundation which has a world impact. And I left the, the family apartment from one day to another. Then my energy fell to pieces. I must say, at the time I was running very successful workshops, acknowledged as a writer, acknowledged as a humanitarian who had taken on the defense of an African-American, African-American death row inmate in Texas with great success, gotten him off death row. I was applauded for many of the things I was doing. And all that fell to the ground. My energy dropped. I'd been living without recourse to modern medicine for 40 years. I had to go to the doctor and had the worst health challenge of my whole lifetime, hence my energy drop. So my workshops almost fell through. My income, as a result, fell well over 50%. And finally, my spiritual path of over 30 years exploded in a thousand pieces, fell to smithereens. And for three years Anna three years I was in the valley of the shadow of death with suicidal thoughts and everything what this great this great trainer going through something like this yes and today Anna I give thanks because the spiritual path I was on was very rigid and narrow and it hemmed me in in many different ways and today I'm grateful I do not belong to any spiritual moving church, religion whatsoever. I am an independent spiritual thinker. I am I have started my workshops, continued in my workshops again. I continue writing and especially my relationship with my wife is something so extraordinary. It's a daily blessing and it has made me understood and really understand and live what unconditional love is. So for three years I was this in this valley of the shadow of death. And one of the statements that helped me was this uh, statement I quoted right at the beginning by Mary Baker Eddy, A deep sincerity is sure of success, for God takes care of it. I knew I was sincere in my searching for a higher sense of truth and love and life, and uh, that helped me hold on, because there were moments I didn't even see how I could possibly Get out of what seemed like a a deep, deep canyon with granite walls, and you could barely see the sky at the top. And yet, today I say thank you for that experience.
0: So, what would you say to someone who is going through that uh, deep shadow valley and just feels that they cannot take the pain any longer? What could you give them? What would you say to them that would help them? To go through and not give up?
1: I've been befriending this black African-American former death row inmate for 23 years, and this man is quite extraordinary. Uh, His letters, we started corresponding in 1997, his letters were so amazing. I published a whole selection of this, of these letters in French, and the book was later translated into Dutch, and I rewrote it in English, In English, it's available under the title, Messages of Life from Death Row on Amazon. And uh, this man went through 25 years of death row for a crime we know he never committed. And death row, Texas, is the end of hell. They live in tiny little cells, six by 10 feet, with practically no daylight. There's a tiny slit against the roof, but you have to climb up on top of your bunk and roll the the tiny mattress to be able to get a a tiny glimpse of the outside. Uh, You are in total isolation for years and years. My friend Roger McGowan, that is his name, didn't have the slightest human contact, physical contact. He occasionally had a visitor who visited him. I visit him every year, once a year, and he went through total hell, and this man, he wrote. To me, one of his letters, uh, during my three years in the valley of death, I had this, this statement on my desk. I'm hanging by my right hand on a rope. My left arm has been tied behind my back and somebody is pulling me by my feet. But I hang in there. I hang in there. I hang in there. I'd say to that person, Anna, hang in there if you are sincere, if you are Ernest, you will pull through. You will pull through. It's a promise of the universe.
0: Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. That was very... Very powerful.
1: I'd like to mention again the name of the book, Yes. Messages of Life from Death Row, because the, this book, especially the, the French and English editions, have transformed hundreds of lives around the planet. I have a, a woman in Switzerland. She just received a modest inheritance. She sent me 50,000 US dollars as a result of just reading this one
0: book.
1: Mm. So it's a very powerful book.
0: Yes, it is. I will, of course, include in the show notes on my website all the links to your websites, to your Facebook groups, and places where people can purchase your wonderful books. So all information will be there. Pierre, what is the most unusual or surprising blessing that you have come up with amongst the 365 or more? i suspect wonderful blessings that people question you about or are curious about is there is there one uh, in in particular that stands out
1: yes it's a blessing for making love okay i think it's something very very special i i say mention this blessing because it's uh, you know people think but how can you how can you bless something like making love? I mean, <laughs> I believe that you can bless absolutely everything in life. There's not a single situation. That's that right. You bless. And that's the wonderful thing about blessing. It applies to absolutely everything. And then afterwards, I will read another blessing, which is also a bit surprising. Okay. A blessing for making love. May our lovemaking be a perfect expression of your love for us, an experience of ecstatic beauty and profound depth. May we put our partner's pleasure before our own and be most sensitive to their most subtle wish and hidden desire. May our bodies become instruments playing music for your glory and our hearts be filled with the music of the soul. May we, in the rush of busy lives, find refreshment for our souls, a sigh of peaceful rest for our bodies and a special moment of green pastures for our deeper being. May it cement our togetherness in a unique way true lovemaking restores both body and soul while at the same time being a gentle playground for the child in us. And above all, may it strengthen our commitment of faithfulness to each other in the understanding that we are both each other's keeper and the keepers of our spoken and unspoken vows.
0: Ah, oh, how beautiful.
1: So I think it's to, to stress that you know, really, everything, you can bless absolutely everything. I have another one on blessing financial speculators. I think it's important that people realize that less than 3% of all financial exchanges in the world, less than 3% are for real exchanges of goods and services. 97% is pure speculation. It's just totally insane. And these speculators... You know, often I have a friend who worked in a bank, and he told me, Pierre, a boat of wheat coming from Canada to La Havre in France can change owners well over a hundred times during its trip. This is just insane. So, here is a, a blessing for financial speculators. We bless all those who channel their divinely bestowed precious life energy into financial speculation in the hope of immediate financial returns. We bless them in their understanding that no real gains can ever be made at the cost of others, and that because of the law of right returns, i.e. that one reaps what one sows, they will one day have to come face to face with the results of their activities. We bless them so that, despite the frantic rush and electric atmosphere of trading rooms, The discreet but persistent voice of truth may eventually reach them and lead them to ask, but what on earth am I really doing? And what am I doing to my soul? We bless them in their true sense of wealth, that they may come to grasp that all true abundance comes from within, not without, and that what they give to others, not what they take, constitutes their true wealth. We bless them in the courage needed to denounce illegal activities, if they even in favor of the group or bank they work for, and resist the resulting pressure on themselves to just keep quiet. We bless them in their grasp of the new win-win paradigm, percolating through the nooks and crannies of the system which one day will overturn the tired old Win lose me first model, which has run a great part of the world for so long. Above all, we bless them in their consciousness of their perfect divine identity and indissoluble oneness with their divine source. And we bless ourselves in our own financial integrity that we may aim at our highest sense of what is right in all our own financial affairs, from what we pay a student working his way through college for tending our garden or purchasing and selling stocks and other financial transactions.
0: What a wonderful blessing. It really is. It is unusual and wonderful. People yeah. often say, may all your wishes come true. And I feel like saying, may all your blessings come true.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I love that. That's
0: because great. Pierre, if, if that happened, then we would be living in, a, in the most wonderful world.
1: Will happen one day. It will. I believe that one day <laughs> it will happen.
0: It will happen. Now, Pierre, quoting from your book, the act of blessing triggers some of the fundamental spiritual laws governing the universe. And these are the law of positive expectations, the law of unconditional love, the law of right returns, and there is also the golden rule. Would you like to speak to those laws?
1: Well, I think that that is one of the more powerful aspects of of blessing, is that it activates a whole series of basic spiritual laws that exist for our good. And especially the the law of right returns to others as you would have done unto yourself. And blessing is just, you don't have to think of these laws when you are blessing. But you can know that when you are blessing, it activates these laws in a wonderful way. And in the most amazing situations, let me tell you of an experience uh, a dear friend of mine had. She's uh, an an MD, an anesthetist. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went on a humanitarian mission, uh, unpaid uh, mission, to to Niger. Niger is one of the landlocked countries of the Sahel, north of Nigeria. And it's a country where there have been Tuareg rebels in the north, opposing the government. These are not jihadists there. These are not to be confused with the Islamic jihadists. They are rebels of the Tuareg tribes, who are the original inhabitants of the Sahara. She went to a small hospital in the north, which had, hadn't had had an anesthetist for a very, very long time. And there was a whole list of operations of people waiting to be operated. And she got down to work immediately and had very busy days. And one day, they, they were a small team. They were going back to their camp when they were stopped by Tuareg rebels who uh, got into the, the Land Rover and told them to, to drive to the Tuareg stronghold. And she was facing a 14-year-old Tuareg rebel with his uh, machine gun, or whatever it's called, pointed at her chest. And you can imagine she didn't feel quite secure. And it's already happened regularly over the years that uh, people have been uh, kidnapped by these groups, and then they ask for a large sum of money from the French government to release them. And she had discovered the Gentle Art of Blessing shortly before that and was so enthusiastic about it, she sent the book or the one-page text on blessing to some very dear friend. And uh, they were in the camp, they got to the camp, and they were sitting in that Land Rover just wondering what was going to happen to them, what would happen to their mission, and it was so distressing. And suddenly, the chief of all the rebels, the, the big rebel chief, came to the Land Rover and simply said, you can return to your camp. They were just stunned. They didn't understand why on earth. And they drove out of the camp, looking backwards the whole time, thinking, well, they might change their mind. But no, and they were free. Shortly after this event, she corresponded with one of the friends with, to whom she had sent the general out blessing. And he told her, just that day, just at the time they were arrested, he felt a deep, deep need to start blessing her. And I can't help believing that this release was the result of his blessing. I mean, over 30 years, I've been receiving uh, stories from the whole world, and uh, I can't help believing this is more than a coincidence.
0: that's the power of blessing that's the power of love
1: yes exactly
0: unconditional love how beautiful pierre i don't know whether you are familiar with the ancient hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness called Haoponopono. oh
1: yes of course i it you nothing. are
0: i i would yes. <laughs> i would have thought so which was created uh, by Morna Morna Nalamaku Simeona, if I pronounce it well, in the 1970s, and Dr. Hugh Len has written extensively about it. And just for our listeners who are not uh, familiar with it, it is a mantra when one repeats the words, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, not necessarily in this order. As a form of mental and spiritual clearing that could be compared to a Buddhist technique of clearing karma, this Hō'oponopono technique has been defined as a forgiveness and reconciliation practice, cleansing of errors of thought, the origin of problems and sickness in the physical world, according to the Hawaiian worldview. And the literal translation is to put it right, to rectify. So I think you would agree that this is a form of blessing.
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago, I gave a workshop on spiritual healing, in which I spoke about Ho'oponopono oh, and, <laughs> and blessing. We get together, so of course, of course, ultimately, you know, it's a question of words. Blessing is wanting real good for the other person from the bottom of your heart. Okay, very simple. It's wanting the real good of the other person from the very bottom of your heart. So it is one hundred percent heart energy. I insist on this because
0: Mm.
1: I used to be very intellectual in my spiritual approach in this movement, I told you, of which I was a member for over 30 years and which completely crumbled when I had this experience of the valley of death. And now my religion, if I can say, quotes my spirituality, I don't belong to any religion. My spirituality is one just of heart energy. The only thing that matters for me, the only thing, is learning to love a little more every day. And that is the whole of my spirituality. And my life has become so simple, Anna, so simple.
0: We have still a few minutes left. Would you like to tell us about your workshops? What do you teach in your workshops?
1: Well, I started my workshops 28 years ago when I was going through a period of unemployment and uh, I'd never in my life ever looked for a job. Uh, my whole life jobs have come to me before I even started looking for them. And then I this is after I had to quit my job where I was teaching in the schools that I mentioned at the beginning of this exchange. And I'd never looked for a job in my life. I didn't really know how to go about it. And after 20 months of fruitless search, my wife said, look, Pierre, your job is not going to fall in a parachute from the sky. You must create your own job. So I got at my desk and started my workshops. I would worked for six months and started my self-development workshops. I was one of the first in this part of Switzerland to start such workshops. And they right from the beginning, they went very well. So I I teach, or I've run well over 20 different topics uh, on personal development, like refusing to be a victim, learning to love yourself, self-image, the power of intention, and on the gentle art of blessing, of course, spirituality in everyday life. And it's something that I just love doing. I have such, such positive feedback, which is Mm -hmm. such an encouragement, because I see lives changing. Mm -hmm. And that's what more could you want?
0: What would be your final thought for our listeners that you would like to share with us? I'd like
1: to finish with a short story that a friend shared with me recently. I was having doubts about my efficiency, my impact on on society, and especially if I compare my, myself to my incredible wife who works 60 to 70 hours a week running this uh, foundation which has had a world impact. I, I consider sometimes, I, I used to consider sometimes I really wasn't doing so much. And she told me the story of this uh, of this great guru who had touched hundreds of thousands of lives who had a large movement. He had hundreds of thousands of disciples in the world, and he had helped so many people lead better lives, and he was so respected. And finally, he left for heaven, and um, he was received there with very special honors. And uh, he asked, why? He asked God, you know, why do you receive him with such honors? I mean, I'm not the first guru to to perform things like this. and..." Uh, God said to him, oh, it's not at all because of what you did with your hundreds of thousands of peoples and your preaching and writing. The reason you're received with such honors is that one day you were going along the road on your, on your horse and you saw a snail in the middle of the road. You stopped your horse, you got down, and you picked up that snail and you put it in, in a field a hundred yards beside the road, so that no car would ever risk running over it. That's why you receive it with such honors. And I love.
0: Oh, this story. I love this story. My whole <laughs> sense
1: of stress just dropped away from uh-huh. one second to another. So, my friends, remember blessing maybe your snail. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow, what, a, what a great story. <laughs> and and so fitting for, to um, to end the show. Beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing. And Pierre, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to have you on my show. Thank you. This was oh. really amazing. And we could be talking for hours, I'm sure. Yes. And thank you for, for the most wonderful work that you do that helps raise the frequency of our energy of so many people around the world and helps us to uh, live better lives. I will include in the show notes all the links to your websites, your fe- Facebook groups, and other social media where people can buy your wonderful books and other products and find out about your workshops, if they can venture to Geneva, of course. <laughs>
1: I, would be, I, I go anywhere in the world where people invite me, So if there was a group in Australia that wanted to invite me to run a series of workshops in Australia, I'd be delighted to to reply positively because it would have to be a whole series to justify uh, the the air trip in ecological terms. I'm very strict with myself in terms of uh, flying. I fly very rarely, only when it's absolutely necessary, like going to the States once a year to visit my former death row inmate friend.
0: Okay, well, that's something we can certainly think about. So thank you for mentioning it. Pierre, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough.
1: It was just undiluted joy for me to share with you, Anna, for this couple of hours. Just total joy. All the best to you and thank you for the, the important work you're doing in raising world consciousness. That is the number one most important thing on the planet today raising world consciousness, and you are an important part of that activity. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Pierre, and may all your blessings come true.
1: Thank you, Anna. God bless you and all your listeners.
0: Thank you. If this conversation has raised any issues for you about life and death, please contact your local crisis or mental health support center, your doctor or the nearest hospital without delay. In Australia, you can call Lifeline on one or Beyond Blue on one three hundred double two four six three six. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you really loved it, please post a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to encourage others to listen to it. For the show notes, guest and podcast info, reviews, comments and much more, please visit quantumlivingpodcast.com. And if you'd like to dive deeper into quantum living and explore how you could work with me, please contact me and I'd be delighted to help and support you on your quantum journey. I am your host, Anna Anderson. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, keep your vibrations high and be well.